Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. But first and foremost, I think it's very important to say, uh, especially since we're recording this at the end of 2016, that 2016 can eat a big old bag of dicks. Um, 2016 has been an awful year for personal reasons, for pop culture reasons. Uh, I feel like, uh, uh, based off of today's news, uh, at least the day that we're recording this, uh, we'll probably get into that uh, almost right away. Um, I'm not going to uh, have an extra long intro this time because uh, I feel like the last time I sat down and spoke with our guest, when I was a guest on his show, uh, we pretty much got the introductions out of the way and uh, did like a combination of both our shows almost. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just welcome to the show uh, Chris from Let's Chat with Revel and... Uh, maybe I'm pronouncing that last name wrong. No, you got it right. I was impressed. Nice. Oh shit! Uh, with Revel and friends, uh, thanks for doing the show, man. Oh no, thank you so much for having me on. I, we basically have similar shows. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, right before we we um, got connected to do the recording tonight, I, I hopped on Twitter to let you know that I was running a little late, and I saw you, uh, you know, plug awesome podcast. Everything is awesome. Well, I was just on, like, on it's Twitter. like my show, but better because it's Which true. Is funny because. Every time I'm a guest on anyone's show, it's typically my show, but better, uh, including yours. I feel like Let's Chat is a much better show than mine. Oh, I disagree, uh, but thank you. Oh, my God. You, you know what? I was doing very, I, again, uh, as you know, uh, I think we discussed it on your show. I do very limited research on my guests um, to keep the conversation more natural. So um, today, I honestly I was like... I'm 99% sure his name is Chris, but I don't want to get this wrong when I'm setting <laughs> it. It was is, right yeah. when I was, I was sending you your link. So I was like, let me just search. Let me just double check. So I Googled let's chat. And like the results that pop up are like, it's just amazing to me. Like you were, you, there was a, one of your episodes were, were reviewed in the Huffington post. Yeah, and yeah. that's like one of the top five results. And nice. then like, I, I, I just scrolled through the feed, like your, your episode feed. And I'm like, God damn. Like, he like so let's let, i'm actually going to start off even though i just said we were going to start about talking about why 2016 is a big old bag of dicks uh i want to ask one question about like how what's your process to book a guest because me like i i guess a lot of I, I book a lot of like podcasters mainly podcasters i'm very lucky that i get like a lot of guys who are just you know i'm sure super busy uh, and and are way more qualified than me to be doing this uh, long form conversation uh, podcast. But like uh, you know, I the getting the the what I would call names uh, seems to be, and that maybe that's not the right right terminology. But getting like the higher profile guests, I've only ha- I've only done it once. I've only done it once. Though I I almost consider you a higher profile oh, guest, God, just no, like no, <laughs> based off of you, off of your guest list. I'm blushing. Like, no one can see this, but I am blushing. It's kind of like I'm looking at it. I'm like he's like now th- this is a guy who I I call who I think is up there in terms of the podcasting world and and I don't know how many people know him but Andrew Zarian from Guys Guys from Queens Network or whatever the, the podcast network is called. Um I've known him for for years and uh he's like he he was on the cover of uh one magazine and and they dubbed him the king of new media wow. uh like years and years ago and um he I don't know like 
I, I don't know if he's that level anymore. I think that uh, just new media has advanced so much that he's not that level anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still look at him like, man, he's he's fucking doing it, dude. And like, I looking at your your past, your guest list, I'm like he's fucking doing it. So like, I do, I I I, I rank you up there as like oh, wow, my. Uh, higher you know higher profile guests um so how do you go about booking your guests and how do you get like i i can usually get zero response from higher profile people oh well prepare to be disappointed (laughs) uh well gee so i have been doing it for like a few years and i think maybe nobody listened or not nobody but my numbers were very low very low for maybe two and a half maybe two years three months it wasn't until about a year ago where things actually kind of took off like if i can show you my lipsman thing it's just like my my downloads are just like slight up slight up and then just one day spiked Uh, oh wow let's see but really i don't don't know i i mean i'm a big fan of twitter um Mm -hmm. that that's really been my number one thing and then sometimes pr people get in contact with me or vice versa oh see that's awesome yeah, I have a like, PR dude I've been working with, uh, Scott, and he's awesome. And he's gotten me the weird tech people that don't make sense to the show at all uh, that people come out for, yeah. and that's kind of taken on. Uh, but I listen yeah. to a ton of podcasts. And yeah. uh, the other thing I do is now is I I recently uh, – actually, all the really good ones I've gotten through Twitter, but I also signed up for IMDB Pro for like a, a trial. And I, yeah, I can send you the list. I, I make a list of every PR agency I could find and then just send cold emails of like who I am, little spiel, try to sell yourself, love to work with you and take anyone that'll offer me and see if I can build a relationship. And Oh, see, that's a good, see, I've done that before. I have probably th- uh, three or four emails that I've used for those IMD trial accounts and I go about it the wrong way. I look at like, all right, these are the people I want to talk to. And then I got just copy and paste all their contact info and then never really like I actually have never really looked at it. Like I've done that like three or four times in the last like six years. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, before this podcast, the other podcast I host like could have interviews uh, like if I wanted to. I just never really they, they were more like yeah. an entertainment podcast or, or whatever. Um, so that's a good idea. Just like going after the PR Agency. And then take whoever and, they'll give you. Like find yeah. Kevin Smith's PR guy, and you're not getting Kevin Smith, or you're not getting Bear, uh, Grant Grustin, but take their lowest level client. But you know, I haven't really done that. In all honesty, it's been like I'm, I'm really weird. So I'll like have a guest on. So I, if I have a guest in mind, all right. So there's a podcast I love called Going Off Track, and it has Stephen Smith from. Uh, he used to be on that show called Unfused, called Stephen's Untitled Rock Show. Uh, okay. So I had. This guy on who runs a site called Washed Up Emo, and then somehow I like tagged him and Jonah Bear in there from the show, and they responded. And then when I was just like, "Hey guys, I've had Tom Mullen on the show. Would you guys ever guest?" And they're like, "Sure." And for whatever reason, they said yes, and it actually happened. And you got to be persistent uh-huh. as shit with people. Which like I just had Kyle Clark on from Nerdist, like not being braggy, but that took me like nine months to set up. And that was just oh, a simple. Wow. Love to have you on the show sometime. And he said yes for some reason. And then just being persistent yeah. and polite persistence and politeness is the two things like yeah. you know, don't be a dick but like <laughs> be polite with people uh, was, when i booked aaron mcgathy that was who's my who's the only one that was like i feel was a hard get like i didn't think it was gonna happen like i i randomly hopped on i was drunk one night and hopped on her website because it was right before she went on tour uh in, in, with her podcast 
Uh, and uh, I went on her website, went to the contact page, and just like, at, like flat out asked her. And then like I w- woke up the next morning, and I was like, "What the? That was the, like I should have started out with someone that would I like if they said no, I wouldn't care. Like, yep. She's either not going to respond, or she's going to say no, and it's going to be heartbreaking. Uh, and like she responded, and she said, "Absolutely, would love to do it. Uh, CCing, uh, you know, this guy on who is helping me do all my stuff right now." Uh, and, and just work with him to, to get it scheduled out. And like, it was, I never, I, it was persistence in the, in the fact that it took about three to four weeks to, to actually get it scheduled and, and ready to go. Um, but I never like kept on email. I was like, you know what, if it happens, it happens. I let them kind of, you know, yeah contact me. And like, he, like, like after two weeks, he said, Oh yeah, just letting you know, we didn't forget about you. You know, we're, we're, we're just really busy. Uh, getting, going to get a hold of you next week to give, to, to see what day works best. And, um, and that's what happened. And, and it was literally one of those things where like, uh, how about tomorrow at like 9 PM? I'm like, Oh, okay. Yep. That's the other part. You'll, you'll, you'll bend your schedule for someone you like that way more. Right. Like I would like, when I interviewed one, there's one per, the guy uh, we talk about. Who, I, the reason I ended up in Huffington Post, I called a sit work sick that day to make that interview work. I was like, I will do uh, anything to make this happen. I will do 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, well, that's what um, I uh, I did finally find what I consider a good contact email for Kevin Smith, um, and uh, I emailed I emailed that like I emailed a couple of different contacts that were through IMDb Pro, and like I was like, you know what, that, like these are just like like view askew, like who's checking that? Email? Oh yeah, I've I've written to that because I tried to get Mark Bernardin on here, and I've had no luck. <gasps> yeah, well, there's um, I don't. Uh, I'll say it and maybe I'll bleep it out, <laughs> but they're like, she's on Twitter. And if you can find her Twitter account, her email is in her bio, or at least it was. And uh, I emailed, yeah, I emailed her um, and I didn't get a response, but I also emailed him. Like I wanted to get him on for episode 37, obviously. Uh, and I got, I emailed him like probably a month, if not less before he had to go out and direct flash. He was busy, like promoting yoga hosers. So I emailed him, I emailed like at the wrong possible time to get him on the show. Um, yeah, I guess it's so, time but, a lot of it too. Cause for all the great people I have yeah. on, don't get me wrong. I'm happy, but I'm already just thinking of the, for every episode I think that comes out, there's gotta be about 10 that I'd didn't come together for whatever reason to the to the point like i've had really cool people say yes and then you just start booking and then they just stop responding and that that hurts you're like oh this could have been so great yeah and i i uh what i really respect is the people that just come at like and nothing against kevin smith or jordan uh, or anyone that runs that company like yeah, I understand that you're busy, but I really respect the people that at least respond and say no, I can't do it or no, like whatever it is. No one's ever told because me no. Like, I just get ignored, which oh, I could deal with. Oh, see. Yeah, I I've I've had a 50-50 on the people that I don't book. It's usually um 50-50 of I get ignored or I get uh I just get a flat out no. I would say it's probably actually starting to lean more towards being ignored. Um, but I do every now and then get a response and, and the people that I get a response from that say no are, are tend to be people that aren't necessarily high profile. I just have like a, a general interest in them and they're like, well, I don't think I'm interesting, so I'm not going to do this. Oh, don't you hate that with people like, no, don't, don't be self-deprecating yet. Wait for, wait till we're on yeah, mic for yeah. that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, and it, it's it is the toughest gig, but I'll tell you what, like, uh, I I'd say more than seventy percent of my guests are probably have been podcasters. Half it, it, I. I have to think that's correct uh, because mainly it's me hopping on Twitter and, and, and like somehow connecting through Potter and family or through the Philadelphia podcasting society, uh, connecting to the, all these great shows and having them on. Uh, and I mean, it's definitely, my audience is uh, definitely small, has to be smaller compared to yours. Uh, maybe I'm working with your year one and year two numbers, but uh, we're we're about to hit our one year anniversary oh, in uh, February first, and um, I don't I think this episode is going to come out uh, before then, um, uh, because oh, I'm going to make it come out before then. Uh, but we're planning. So we've done a live show for the Philadelphia Podcast Fest that was in August. Uh, we did, and I think we talked about that on your show. Yeah, yeah. That see, that blew uh, my mind. I was like, I think that's why I was like, your show was so huge. I'm like, you do live shows? Uh, very no, rarely record no, with people in person. So I think no, that's the yeah, rule. Not, everyone thinks everyone else is doing something bigger, and the person doing anything yes. just thinks they're just a nobody. And I think that's true. Yeah, even yeah like I, Paul I agree. McCartney or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I would. I know that like definitely like the the higher profile people like like a Paul McCarthy or like uh like a Kevin Smith when it comes to podcasting, I know that they're very self deprecating. But I think I mean they obviously know their numbers. Like they know that they're not shit. Now they might not think like Kevin Smith is probably saying, "Well, fucking Mark Maron's much better than I am," versus you know or like that dude that yeah, runs yeah. Yeah, like where as I'm comparing myself to literally every other interview podcast. Um, but yeah, we did that one. We did the live show in New York Comic Con. I don't know when. When did we talk? Was that before the New York Comic Con show? Oh God, yeah, it was. I'm I'm trying yeah. to think because yeah. when we record it yeah. and when it goes up, same with me, is always two different dates. It could be like a month yeah. to uh, five, three months away. I'm pretty sure it was before. Spoiler alert! It happened. It was awful. Oh no, <laughs> we had a good. We had a good turnout, but but what what the way the way we booked it with another podcast and the way that podcast wanted to work, and I agreed with them. I was like, yeah, let's totally do something like let's 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 just reinvent the wheel. Let's let, let's do something cool, something different. And it was my it was my fault because I kind of took the lead to direct the whole thing, and it did not come out the way I envisioned it. Um, and I think everyone there enjoyed it uh, because it was. You know, most of the people there were for the were there for the other podcast, um, and I think it as far as the audience was concerned, they loved it. But me, I haven't gone back and listened to it yet. I'm actually going to have to really soon because it's going to go up as a show. Uh, but as uh, for me as a podcaster, for me for wanting to do my show live, it didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. Um, but I, I look at that as like same thing. I consider the Philadelphia Podcast Show uh podcast fest show that was that had uh, failing moments in it like the first 20 minutes was i think complete failure uh and i took that and i learned from it and i learned from the new york show we went and did a live show another live show in philly uh in mid-november uh at a little small music store uh and that was that was fun um it was probably the best mm, it was the best one I had as far as like how it went off. Uh, there was no audience there. We had a live stream going, so I, there was a lot of people watching live. Um, but so, so as a live show, it didn't feel right because there's just I wasn't able to interact with the people correctly. So 
but we're doing another one on January 29th. Uh, we're putting together uh, in Philadelphia. We're going back to Tattooed Moms, where the Philadelphia Podcast Fest was. We're putting together the first Everything is Awesome Potiversary show. Uh, and it's going to be me and four other podcasts just doing our show. Uh, and it's, it, I'm, I'm still not, I mean, it's books, but and I'm, there's still so much work to do in the background. And you book um, Hopefully by stuff? the time this post, this one I did, this one I am booking the Philadelphia pot, all, everything else I worked with other people to get booked and, and, and whatnot. But this potiversary show is 100% me. Um, I started off working with the people that put on the podcast festival in Philly, but like, I guess they don't check their, their uh podcast festival emails often because like i I, at the beginning at the beginning of this month or or just the week before christmas i was like i can't wait for them anymore if i'm going to do this so i started emailing people on my own and it's um it's such an interesting uh thing to be on the other end of like not just saying hey i want to do my show live it's like hey i want to do my show live and have four other people with me and I want to have sponsors and I need to print out promo cards and I need to get someone there to record the sound and I need Sounds this. Sounds very this DIY. This. Uh, it, it is. Um, but like the, so tattooed moms, I cannot recommend them enough as far as like, if you want, if you're in the Philly area and you want to host some sort of event there, they were super cool. Like I told them what I wanted to do and they're like, yes, all the yes, please come and do it. Um, they, I, I asked them, I was like, Hey, and I don't know if this is going to happen. So, uh, maybe I'll put, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll cut something in right here to, to let you know if it's definite or not. But, uh, I asked them, I was like, what would it take for me to have like another company sponsor, like a happy hour or like an open bar rather for like an hour or something. And they told me what it would take. And like, they're like, and like, this is how you keep it. So keep it cheap and keep it running as long as you can. And this is how you make people like really interested in it. And like, I'm like, like they're just holding my hands like the whole way through booking an event with them. Um, and, and I say the biggest pain in the ass is almost the same thing that we encounter as podcasters booking guests. And that's like waiting for the response from people. Oh God. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I hate when you send the email, like, why aren't you responding right away? Then you're like, well, I get emails and I wait like a week sometimes. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I sent all these emails, like literally probably on the 22nd ish. Uh, so like three to four days before Christmas, as I started emailing people and like all the shows actually to their credit, all the shows responded almost right away or within 24 hours to say if they could do it or not. And, and, or like, Hey, what, like, give me a, give me a date that you need to know by. And, uh, it's all the people that I'm like seeing, like they all were sponsors for the Philadelphia podcast fest. So I was like, Hey, I'm doing that, but it's only one day please offer me your services and you'll be a sponsor. <laughs> like I don't want, I don't have any money. Please help me. That's so cool. Uh, I, so there's like a podcast community in Philly. Yes, yes, yes. It's, um, it's, uh, th- there's a page called the Philadelphia podcasting society. And, and it's very similar to, um, the, I guess it's the Twitter, like Facebook version of Twitter's pattern family, mm. except it's very localized. Um, it is a lot of promo only stuff, but, um, we actually just recently had a discussion there where like, Hey, you know, like this has turned into nothing but marketing. Like, let's try to make this a community of people that want to help each other. And like we said, well, that like, 
the reason that like I've listened to so many new shows is because of this page, because of all the mass marketing. So let's like keep that, but let's also incorporate like if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask it. Yeah. Um and so it's kind of like a combination of Potter and Family and a combination of like the really good Reddit pages, uh, Reddit pages for podcasts, huh. uh, where where like the, they welcome engagement and it's not just about mass marketing. Uh, I leave those. Uh, groups. That's cool. I think we need something like here. Like, um, do you happen to listen to Crime Town? No, but I, you may have told me because it, it sounds familiar. It's relatively new. Like, but um, it's by the people who made the Jinx on HBO. Which I actually did not watch. Oh, okay, okay. No, I I did not hear about it's, this. It's but okay. pretty new, but it's it's one of the bigger podcasts. But the reason I I'm I really like it, but it takes place in Providence, and that's where I live. And I'm just like, how yeah. can I capitalize off of this? Because I have no connection to this show. But there's the number one podcast in the country at the moment, and it takes place where I live. And I have a Providence podcast, so I was like thinking, I was like, how do I write to like the local paper to write about me? Like I've been like I want press, but I don't know how to go about that because like you know when, yeah. when I'm not doing this like this is my hobby. I have like a job that is unrelated to this yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's, that's the story of all podcasters. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I work in a, in a, for in the mental health field and like have married and kid on the way. So I'm like, I don't know. How do you oh, someone write about me? Congrats. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah it's you know what and in the philadelphia podcast fest like they got press like they get like three to five like local um like whether it be actual papers or and not like the big papers but like papers or like geekadelphia which is like a huge website in philadelphia um like they have their own awards that are like it's like crazy how geekadelphia turned into like a one-man operation mm. to like an, a legitimate like news source for the local geek nerdery things and like they have well on the national scale this is kind of oddly loosely related but there has been a huge resurgence in small cities on every level of like economic development to like uh yeah. everything but i think that also trickles down to like the nerds factor of like cons yeah. and and podcasters and community because like like philly or a providence or not even Boston, but like a New York, LA, Boston, Chicago are just so expensive. All the cool shit is leaving and all the creatives are getting pushed out and coming to these small cities. And like, yeah, but they start these things like Geekadelphia. Cause like a fucking ton of people live in Philly. Like a lot yeah. of people yeah. live in, in near <laughs> Philadelphia. Like there's actual communities here. So like, I've been thinking that too, is like, how can I start something here? Cause I did this for a while solo. I had no idea there's other podcasts in Rhode Island. So there's some like meetup, dot coms but i haven't really done those well it's like so th this is what i would do is is because like i would say a year before the philadelphia podcast fest became a thing like i was starting to plan something and and, and it just never came to fruition because i was thinking more convention like than like a festival um yeah, so I was and, like, maybe i can go to comic con it's like comic con is not gonna take me i'm a nobody I you you could get like Artist Alley. Yeah, or, actually, I did you know, not know that until saying. recently. I didn't even. This is yeah. how naive I am, to be honest. I didn't even know I can get press passes for my show. I'm like my show's uh, little, no one listens. And then I've had no, like, people have shows have like no listeners and go to like cons for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I I would say that when I used to get press passes, uh, I was I was probably about the level I'm at now. Um, uh, but I, I again, I consider that pretty low. Like we don't have. It's not like we're getting like millions of downloads. Oh, dude, like, I'd be not... happy to get thousands of downloads, like or multi thousands. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, no. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's you can get um you can definitely get press passes. I didn't know That's that. I just easy. found this yeah. out. Like someone, um, my PR buddy guy, um, was just like, "Oh yeah, you didn't apply for uh, PAX." I was like, "I couldn't get fucking passes to PAX." He's like, "Dude, you've had so and so and so and so on. They, they, they're gonna be there. I'm sure they would have been considered." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." They're like, "You didn't know yeah, you could like, do that?" I was like, "No, I'm a." Dude, I, I recorded in my bedroom on a laptop. And no, no one wants me to come <laughs> yeah. to a con. Like, I guess there's that self that Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut, so everything's so self deprecating. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's well. See, I'm I live in the suburbs of Philly, and I feel like I'm the same way because we're like kind of like New York's little brother. Uh, yeah, but no like, one in New York like... would ever say that. That's the worst part. That's such a Philly, <laughs> yeah. right? That's everyone's like we're like we're like New York light, except New York doesn't know that. Yeah, no, yeah, but no I mean, New York is cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be the first one to say an original idea, but like it's getting to the point where like the stuff that makes it really cool is slowly disappearing. And well, so I love when I went to Philly the- and stuff like that. Like, I like small cities even more nowadays than I do. Like, I mean, I love going to New York. It's a wonderful time. I've been there so many times. Yeah. It doesn't like, mean anything to me. But like when I went to Philly a couple summers ago, I was like, oh, my God, this New York, parts of New York can almost feel like a Tokyo or something like anywhere in the world. But like yeah. when you go to like downtown Philly, I was like, I had never been anywhere that felt like Philly. And the food was dope and is everything I love. I, lo- yeah. I love all cities, but like I just, I really loved it. I, I feel like New York, like I've going there for the, for, I didn't go to Comic-Con, but going there for the live podcast, like I was like, you know, this is kind of dope for like a one day trip, but like, I'd rather go to Philly. Well, the part, as far the part as that like, the, the Javits Center is not, there's nothing to do around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Hell's Kitchen. I was in Hell's. You know, we were at. Um, well, that's a cool spot. You know, because Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that was like I wore my Daredevil tie. I was, I was, gonna, I had this whole Daredevil bit, and it just failed. But like, yeah, we were in Hell's Kitchen. We were doing our show uh, at the Producers Club uh, in New York, and it was, like I said, and it was, like, it was a cool cocktails forty five dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, and like. I feel like going to New York, it just doesn't feel like there's room for indie. And and I'm saying that as a person who doesn't live there. Yeah, so maybe same, there same is here. I mean, I don't hang out in Brooklyn or anything. Obviously, great stuff exists there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like in Philly, there it's very, very like indie friendly, I feel. Like there's a lot of indie, even like indie film isn't huge here, but like it's a thing. And I mean, the podcasting scene um, is great. There's not... I feel like there should be more live events, and that's why I'm setting up the, I didn't the know January didn't event. Go to live podcast. I mean, I guess I did. I've never been to one, and I it's, I want to put one on a, all the time. But my always thing is like, no one's going to show up to it. But then I'm like, it's who a like very a guest, and, I, and then I just stop. Yeah, it's a very I think L.A. and New York thing because it is like they're they're big in 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 the New York comic or the New York podcast. Yeah, but even the New York uh, podcast convention. is not that big compared to the L.A. podcast is like the big one. Yes, that one's huge, huge. But they huge. they get bigger podcasts, and there's industry, and there's tourism. Yeah. So like, I see why that could yeah. last. Um, but yeah, but, I I would like to go to that because I've actually never been to L.A. I thought it'd just be cool to go. Um, I've I've interviewed someone who goes every year for like his podcast, oh, yeah. and um, actually, the so the reason I got in Huffington Post was because uh, that you should do this too. As uh, I submit every so often, if I have a good a guest, I'll submit it to uh, Split Cider. and that was always my goal is to get on the This Week in podcast on Split Cider because that's like my comedy bible. Ah, uh, so okay, okay. I got on that. 
um, wonderful gentleman named uh, Mark Hirshon who has this great comedy podcast called Suskatach, where it's just clips of all different podcasts. But for whatever right. reason, the way he has it set up, he writes for HuffPo and Splitsider. So if he picks you, and he actually goes out of his way to pick indie podcasts, like small little guys like me and you for Splitsider, oh, okay. uh, you automatically okay. get on HuffPo. So like when I got on Splitsider, I was like, kill me now. This is the best I'll ever do. And unbeknownst Very to me, cool. the next day it was on HuffPo. And I actually didn't care that much. I was like, oh, that's cool. Huffington Post. But then when I told my mother and my, my, I told my, my mother, my grandmother and stuff, I was talking to my grandparents, they freaked out because they don't know what split cider is. They're like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. But they know what Huffington Post is. And they that somehow made it yeah. more valid to people who aren't part of the comedy community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found the guy online and just wrote him like a thank you email. And then I invited him on my show. So my yeah. here for anyone listening, just submit your show every week to split cider and uh, submit your show to Saskatoon. Follow Mark Harshan because he is the nicest fucking dude in the world. But uh, yeah, he, that's that's interesting. Yeah, he goes to the LA Podfest every year and um, he records a live one, and it's nice that there's actually someone out there who has a voice on a national level who's actually looking for a small podcast to help get the word out. Yeah, totally. And that's something like I, my I guess my overall dream would be to get to that like Kevin Smith esque level of podcasting. Oh, if I could make this because, a career, yeah. Oh God, it would be so good. But I also like, and I, I went on record. I I think I recently it's an episode that I think I posted today, uh, where um I was talking to uh, Mike from Doom Thugs podcast. I listened to that today. Is that the dude you recognize yes. at a bar? Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> he uh, must have yeah. Made and his it's life. weird because. He, uh, yeah, that's what he said. He's like, dude, you made yeah. I, I, I'm going to do a terrible impression, but he sounds kind of like Matthew McConaughey. He's like, all right. Yeah, but man. He had like a little Boston made my day. He almost like he's like, all right. No, no. He's like, yeah. oh, I can't do it. All right. Yeah. His, park the car, park the car, park the car. <laughs> it was such an interesting act. And, and I would say for someone who lives like an hour west of me, <laughs> it's like what it's such a, it, it blew my mind that he was like yeah, Pennsylvania, from- man. Once you go that far enough, you're almost Ohio. But he's so close to uh, no, dude, an hour west of me is like it's still Philly. Oh, like, really? He's on, <laughs> he's on the other side of Philly. Of, than me. Yeah, no clue. Uh, yeah, Ohio is probably about an eight-hour drive from from me. I I live uh, like I said in Philadelphia. Yeah, your state well, is huge, man. I yeah, always confuse Pittsburgh I, and Philly. So Philly is by Jersey, yeah. right? Yes, yes, okay, yes. That could be why Pittsburgh's by Ohio. Oh wow, wow, that's far. Uh, and uh, we, um, I actually just looked at it today. It now costs to drive from one end of the state to the other forty dollars in tolls. It is insane. I live in the center of Rhode Island, and I can get to the Massachusetts in about six minutes, and Connecticut in under forty. Oh wow, Rhode Island's yeah, that that's. Middle. Yeah, I uh, the, see. That's one of the things I love about living in like the area that I live in, which is you know north, you know just northeast of Philly, is that pretty much within two hours I can get to wherever I want. That's pretty cool. Like I can get to Philly within an hour. Uh, I can get to New York maybe a little. Like if I take the train, definitely in under two hours. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can get to the Jersey Shore in about an hour and a half. I can even get to like Virginia. Well, Virginia Beach is probably about four hours, but I I can oh, wow. DC. Do I get credit DC for not is, shitting on Jersey? Uh, I mean, I shit on Jersey yeah, I mean, all the time. I'm not from there. I don't care. My wife's from there, <laughs> and I've only been to the Jersey Shore a couple times, and I didn't really like it. But I like the rest of the I, state. I hate driving through Jersey. It, it's, it's, it is like, terrible. 
it is the but you know it's funny because i'll talk to people from jersey and they're like we say the same thing about you pensy folks and i'm like that's crazy I'm like, you just call me mike pence he's from indiana <laughs> <laughs> um but uh well okay let's uh, back on track find it i don't know um something so yeah, I don't know. It's one of those shows where it's going to be crazy because I'm I'm starting to drink, uh, <laughs> which is not good because I I unlike you I'm not on vacation. I go to work tomorrow. Ugh. So, uh, but I sacrifice. See, this is like that's the thing. It's like you 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 call out of work a lot. I usually uh, just don't sleep so that I can. Well, I only stay called out do like podcasts. once or twice. To okay, it's only happened okay. once. And that was because it was uh, the the Simpsons writer guy. So I was like. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Got you it. should just hit him up on Twitter and ask him on your show. It's that easy. Oh, okay. Wow. That it's it's crazy how like certain people you think it's that easy. Oh, and this is full circle. Now I remember where I was going with it. Uh, if I like, I was telling Mike from Doom Thugs uh, yeah, that right. you know if if I ever get to that level of like people like like come to me like often like like an indie podcast like hey i just started a podcast and i want you to be a guest because like you're totally awesome i would like i will say yes to anybody yeah that's my thing is like i will i will i don't i'm hoping that when i get to that level of like like whether i'm doing it for for like a career or whether i'm like just kind of known more known than i am now i'm hoping i don't get to the point where i'm going to say no like it's going to be a yes but like it's it's gonna be a couple months before I can get to you, pal. Uh, you you gotta wait in line with all the others. Oh my! Uh, do you want to hear something that's probably really annoying for anyone listening, and it's not fair, but this totally happened to me. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer that little things lead to big things. Just little things lead to little things to little things. So yeah. I ended up meet get connecting with this gentleman on Twitter. His name is Jacob Haller, uh, fellow podcaster. Turns out he lives in Providence. Nice guy. Episode comes out. No splash, but you know, whatever. Months later, him and I had stayed in touch because he's just a, a cool guy. And uh, Travis McAvoy, you know, my brother and me, and like a professional podcaster, he's got like a bajillion shows, just throws out this innocuous tweet of like, who should I, who's, I'm trying to, I don't know, whose podcast should I go on? This is my friend Jacob's like, you should go on Let's Chat with Revlon Friends. And he said, sure. Oh, that was, that's awesome. That was the episode where everything turned around for me, and I had nothing to do with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, it's, it's, like, it's not fair. That's not fair. Like, I guess it's just timing and luck. I don't even know who that guy was. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I guess you can come on. And I did my research. Yeah. I'm like, I don't deserve this. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's, and it's weird because I have like my three gets uh, are Aaron McGathy. Uh, and I think we may have talked about this on your show, but Aaron McGathy. Oh, I know she is. Uh, this I, feels terrible. Yep, yep. And I got her on that. Like that's episode twenty. I talk about it all the time. Uh, I, if if you're a first time listener to everything is awesome, I highly recommend going to episode twenty of this podcast and listening to it. I think my favorite part of that episode is that um, I hit record. Uh, that was one of the few Skype episodes that we had to do. Uh, so I hit record early uh, and was sitting there waiting for her to get on. And it's like about a three to five minute pep talk that I give myself. And you can hear like the nerves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that. I, it's, I did very little editing. I think there was one spot I cut out because it was a legitimate like two minutes of silence. Uh, so I, I cut some of that out. Most I probably cut it down to about 15 seconds of silence. But uh 
And then the intro goes off and then I start talking and like, it's a little awkward in the very, very beginning because I did the first thing that I, that I never did for any other episode. And that was write down a couple notes, uh, because I didn't want to forget some stuff. So it's a little awkward cause I'm basically reading off a sheet, but then it kind of like, it easily starts to roll into me being my podcasting Kev and not nervous Kev. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that, like, that's a huge moment. Like, that's thirty three point three three percent of the people that like I got on the show. That like, if they like, I can't believe I got them on the show. I'm gonna die. And like, there's, I'm sure, other people outside of the, these three that like, you know, are like a Chris Hardwick or, uh, or like, you know, anyone from like uh, the the that podcast you just mentioned i've i've never listened to it but i know they're big like i've i've been told to listen to it uh or anyone from like like any any like mark Marin or any of these big names like they yeah sure they're great gets but like there's three three that i i before i retire i'm gonna get uh and uh aisha tyler is one of them and uh and obviously kevin smith is is another one have you ever had someone on your show like or like maybe you'd have like I've had ones that I personally mean the world to me and then nobody cares. Um, I, I actually I want to say I don't I, you know, I, I want to say that's the Aaron McGathy one. Like it's a lot of not many people I talk to like know who she is, which is weird to me because like I, I and maybe it's because I just I've I've followed her since Harmontown, basically. Yeah. Um. But I, like to me, she's like mega famous, and I think in the pod, like the a podcaster, like a true person that's not just a podcaster, but a fan of podcasting. I think those people know who she is. Outside of that, but yeah. like, yeah, but like uh, I've talked to like one of my favorite people that to talk to is um, uh, Jason Ashley from Too Cool for Tabletop. Uh, I, he was one of the few that I had on early on. We had a lot of issues. I think it took three shots to talk to him before we got a recording actually recorded. And, um, you know, he, we've taught, we've been in touch ever since, you know, we still talk to each other. He's become a friend of mine. Uh, and, um, like he's a guy who's like a, uh, he does a podcast but he does. He's not like a, a like a, a podcaster podcaster. He's a he's a, does a tabletop podcast, so it's not about interviews. Uh, he I don't think he knew who Aaron McGathy was without a little bit of like explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he like because he's a fan. Like he he listens to maybe like let's say five podcasts. Whereas like I like I have. Uh, I'm so far behind. Like every day, I get five hours more behind on my podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just insane what I want to listen to and what I have time to listen to. Like I'd say the ones that I, like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, if I were you by Jake and Amir. Oh like, yeah. That's yeah. Like been, I, huge yeah, college humor was like uh, a staple yeah. of my diet in those, in their earlier, probably the era before yeah. the college humor TV show came on. It was like right around before that yep. time. Oh yeah. When I was yes, in college. Yes. <laughs> Uh, when I should have been in college is is when I uh, was big. Like before, I, I don't think I ever. I think I stopped watching college humor videos uh, right before college humor TV because I never. I didn't even really know about college humor TV until I went back. Why well, I, and I watched the show. And the, the thing I didn't like about the show, 
and, and this probably isn't the people at College Humor's fault. I would imagine this is some executive's fault. Was it was mostly videos that I had already watched on the internet, and then a couple new things. And my guess is oh, yeah. some executive didn't put together that people watching this have already watched. You know what I mean? Because you know, this is also the era where people weren't understanding that people watched. Large companies weren't admitting that people were watching things on the internet. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like the term new media really wasn't around yet. Yeah. Like it was like YouTube was just kind of becoming a thing. And did you watch Derek comedy uh, at all? Uh, a little bit, a God, little bit. Was, Let me tell you something was, about Derek comedy. I mean, that, uh, Mando it, who knew? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there is uh, actually Garrett Smith, uh, who was our first ever guest on this show. He was also my stand-up comedian we had for um, for the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. Uh, after his after he did his set on that, we uh, we we discussed our first uh, meeting, and uh, it came, like it. I was more shock jockey back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I met him, like one of the, like we were more of a shock jock podcast until we, him and I did our own thing, which was much more nerdy, much more what this show is, except with a permanent co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but one of the things that like was, was that spelling bee skit that was huge uh, back in the day. And we, uh, me and my friends would, uh, <laughs> being the racy people we were we would never drop the we would try to avoid dropping the end bomb smart but smart. we would but we would say pineapple instead <laughs> uh and uh, being a fan of their comedy i think you know what that means uh from the spelling bee i don't one. know if i ever saw that one to be honest i'm thinking oh about my it. god i'll google it afterwards it is, it is um yeah, just Google it. It's not, it's it, 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 it's it's like racist. It yeah. is a but I mean it's Donald Glover doing it. So is it's not. It's one of those things. Like now, I look back at it. I was like, is it racist for me to laugh at this? Because uh, I'm white uh, and privileged. And, well, good comedy uh, makes you think. And if that's your train of thought, yeah. you're probably not. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it was it, it was one of the funniest things I ever watched. Uh, the spelling bee. Look, Google that tonight. Yeah, spelling well, bee. Dare comedy. To watch bro rape a ton. Oh yeah, I remember that one too. And then they yeah, had one yeah. called Opposite Day, where they got the boss to kill himself, which was kind of fucked up. <laughs> I don't think I saw yeah, that I used, one. I the the bro rape. There's they're all escaping me, but bro rape was like probably their most popular that's a big one yeah that's a big one uh i think i watched that one and and the the spelling bee one uh they were like the two big ones for me yeah those were like and then uh lazy sunday was big when i was in college like snl started doing their digital short stuff that stuff oh oh, yes 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 yes, that's how i started Uh, yeah that was god the first time i saw that i fucking laughed so hard i was like I, i like i lost it i was like you could be this funny and make music at the same time yeah i i and whenever they still do stuff like it's still uh it's still it still gets me like it's one of one of my favorite um uh things is the uh is the michael bolton pirates caribbean oh, uh thing <laughs> that's one of my favorite uh. i mean the like stick in a box is still a classic like doesn't get much I, I, i'll tell you what it was it was that actually that episode of saturday night live uh, where Justin Timberlake was was uh, the hosting Duh. that made me realize that Timberlake was like was a talented motherfucker. I know because I hated him because of NSYNC yeah, and boy yeah, bands, and then I yeah, saw that I was like, huh. Yeah. 
So here, here's a conundrum for you. So this is how popular I want to say those uh, Lonely Island videos are. I think the reason now we get on a boat and we don't make a reference to Titanic is because of Lonely oh. Island. Because now when I get on a boat, I go, I'm on a boat, motherfucker. So yeah, they you're, out the you're Titanic. Right. So I don't know how you measure that in dollars and cents. But that's that. I mean, you. There was a god fifteen years where you couldn't go anywhere near a boat with going. I'm king of the world because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I don't go on boats often. But no, me neither. You're right. But if I, I were to, I, that would happen. If I, I'm thinking, if I were to go on a boat, I think I'd say I'm on a boat, motherfucker. I would actually. Uh, I would be singing the "I got my flippy floppies" on the way to say, yep, yep, yep. yeah, because that's how popular that was. I agree. It's it's and it's it's like that's our daily life now is new media is is you know I I, I mean I still watch regular TV um, I only stream like, you, I uh but to me it feels the same as cable like I was at my parents for um the holidays Christmas and uh, I'm going through their cable I'm like I'm like dad this sucks you pay all this money and there's just nothing on so I end up going on is like Netflix like well so I have Netflix Hulu I steal HBO Go I have Amazon Prime <laughs> like I steal FX so I do I do watch cable shows I just steal the apps to watch uh, the I steal my in-laws cable account to watch all this fun stuff yeah. so I mean I'm not I'm no hero <laughs> <laughs> well and and that's I think the big problem with cutting the cord is that like it's it's in order to watch you got to steal um yeah, in order to stream any of the stuff that's on cable, you you need to you need to either have a cable account or you need to steal it or like HBO now has you can like pay for HBO. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, you can pay for HBO, which I separately. think is worth it personally. Yeah, and if and if you're, I mean, it's see, like we still have cable because like the kids, like we, and and even that, like I'm starting to think like the all they watch now is Netflix. Like it's rare yeah. that we put on the Have TV you, for them. Like what about Sling? Have you thought I've I've thought about jumping onto the Sling TV board? No, uh, I mean I've I you know what that see and that that's where like I'm 32. Me too. And I think okay, so uh, maybe I'm just more uh maybe I I just I, because I have kids I'm I I'm uh even older yes, <laughs> in probably. my mind because. Like, because like I I know like I've heard of Sling like it it's been out for a long while and yeah. I I remember it just being a thing that you had so that you could watch your cable remotely mm-hmm. but it's more than that now right well so I don't have it but my coworker swears by it and he basically said it's twenty bucks a month and you get like X amount of cable channels that you could stream through your Roku or Google Chromecast or something like that. So it's oh, basically cable that you stream. I, you might want to look into it. Maybe there's more to it but like he gets a and e and tbs i don't know if you get to like uh well i guess the dream for everyone's always wanted was cable to be a la carte because like the way cable works is you pay x amount of dollars and all this like four dollars goes to bspn one dollar goes to c-span or whatever it is but you know i don't watch espn or i don't watch t the i i only want maybe 30 of the 700 channels that they offer and there's no way to pick um so yeah. maybe Sling is kind of doing that because if dude, if it's up to me, I mean, like, because I, I kind of do that now. So I like I have TBS, FX, HBO, USA, CW is now putting everything on their apps. So I watch that on my TV. Um, because like I would pay for cable, but I just don't want ESPN. And I don't want, but like I would love like a, if to put on AMC and see a Breaking Bad marathon, like that would be a joy. Yeah, well, see, like for me, like AMC is a big one, BBC America and CW. Like they're oh, my CW, three man. big stations. 
Hey, you know what show like, kind of grew on me, which I didn't expect to ever say out loud? Because now I think I watch like six CW shows. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't watch that. No, we need it. My wife does. Uh, and I like kind of come uh, in and out. And like, I'm like, this is really good. I actually, uh, th- th- there's someone that I talk to somewhat frequently who I think, was she a guest on it? I think she was a guest on it. But there's someone else who, so uh, I-, I don't know. <laughs> episode 50 which i think will air after this i think it will be the probably an episode or two after this um episode 50 for episode 25 we had batman so i wanted to do something equally as awesome for episode 50 uh so we're gonna have thor (laughs) on for episode 50 uh now spoiler alert uh Batman for episode 25 was me. I just sat down and had a conversation with myself for 45 minutes. God, you are amazing. Uh, this is why your show is better because I would never put any of that kind of effort into anything. I, I I sat in my car recording on my phone. I'm telling you, Voice Record Pro 7 is the greatest app in the world because it, it records at a high quality mm-hmm. and it sounds great. And I was sitting in a Wawa parking lot talking to oh, myself. God. How Jersey, uh, Philadelphia <laughs> is this conversation now? Wawa. We don't have those up here. Yep. Uh, but you know what? You will one day. I feel we like used to in Florida now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. I do remember them being up there. Is that the one where uh, you can maybe get a what... sandwich from a computer or is that quick check? Yep. Uh, it is. Uh, it is uh, maybe quick maybe check both. as well, but it's definitely Wawa. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Wawa. I remember being in that like upstate New York slash New Jersey, Pennsylvania border area, like very yeah. high at very late hours of the night volunteering at a summer camp that will remain nameless in case they hear this which who knows um and being like so confused by the computer like to the i was like high to the point like almost hallucinating and like not understanding what was happening i'm like what are the robots coming alive (laughs) and having to be walked not only not only is it second nature to me because i live in the area i used to install them so like you are my fucking god right now (laughs) i I know, like I know how it all works in the background too. Um, I was like, I, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I was going off track. <laughs> yeah, so so I was in the parking lot, going back and forth between my voice and my Batman voice and whatever. That's a bad. That my Batman's much better than that normally. Uh, and uh, going back and forth, talking to myself to the point where, like, I Batman got angry naturally. Wasn't planning on this, but Batman got angry with Kev. <laughs> Uh, open, oh, open the door and slammed it. And I, as Kev, I started commentating him running away uh, through through the parking lot across the street and whatnot. Is that like your Gallagher episode, episode of WTF? Except you pissed off Batman as yourself. I yeah, well, see, I don't, I don't listen to w, WTF, but yes, that see, is. How are you not submitting I, this shit to Split Sider, man? They would. That's like. The show I do and we do, I think is great. Don't get me wrong, but like our shows are kind of a dime a dozen. So anytime you can present a podcast that's doing something different, I feel like they're more likely to write about you. Uh, see, I should submit that episode because that episode was so fun to me. Um, and then so so it's I'm not Thor. Uh, I'll put that out there. But there's an actor who was on an episode or two of uh, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'm almost positive it was that show that uh, I got a hold of him because he he cosplays as Thor. Oh. And I said, listen, 
I, listen, I said, listen, I promise you that I will have you on later as yourself so that you can like have meaning to your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can you please, please, please do episode 50 as Thor? It'll be 45 to 60 minutes tops. So uh, we're going to be sitting down in about a week and a half. Uh, and I want to be talking to Thor. It's going to be amazing. That's so great. I've been trying to do this thing of having people who have small parts and big things like, um, yeah. And I don't know why, but those, those downloads are way above my normal numbers. So that's my new thing. I've been trying. I've have a couple, one came out today. One comes out next week. I've had a couple in the past and it's, so maybe when that will happen for you, you'll be like that will be, you'll be like, really? Cause some, they just, I don't know. Maybe just someone needs to see like Luke Cage or crazy ex-girlfriend to pull them in and then they listen. So who knows? Maybe I hope that I yeah. hope he gets big numbers from that when he comes out as himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I I just think it's so like so it, all, that all stems from uh, now. I don't listen to Austin's pot Steve Austin's podcast yeah, as either. often as I used Is to. Is it good? But I, I yeah, I love it. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great podcaster. I think he's a great interviewer. I think he's a great conversationalist. Um, the problem is, is that like. He releases two episodes a week now, a lot Ooh. like Jericho. Jericho is a I, – does he? I don't know if Jericho releases – I think Jericho releases two a week as well. But Jericho is – I mean, Talk with Jericho or whatever it's called is a fantastic podcast. Uh, they're both – these wrestlers that do podcasts are, are fucking – they that's what they should be doing when they retire. Yeah. Going into radio, going into something because they're all really good at it. But there was an episode that Austin did where he wrestled a fly, like a like a an insect fly, uh, and he like he just I I forget exactly how it went down. I'm pretty sure it just was like he talked it out the what him and the him and the flies wrestling match. But like it's that kind of like that's what inspired the, me doing the Batman that's episode and also the the Thor episode and creative. Oh my god. Yes, it was when I heard that I was like and like it built up like over a couple episodes he built to it. It was it was pretty amazing. Um so I'm trying to incorporate more things like that, especially so like as I'm preparing to go into my second year of of so I've actually been recording for more than a year. We started recording in October mm. of twenty fifteen. Uh but I didn't start posting until February of twenty sixteen. Why'd you wait that long? But, uh, I wanted to have a uh, a catalog. I wanted to have a like oh, a, like eight episodes so recorded, smart. so that that when I if if I missed a week, it wasn't a big deal or whatnot. But that actually like it's it's a good idea. It's a great idea, I think. But like it also uh, made it so like I was just recording like four or five interviews. Uh, uh, you know, within a span of two and a half weeks, I was spending way too much time recording. Yes, so I'm. I'm I'm kind of like I, I I think I'm happy with what my reserve is right now uh, as I, and including this interview and a couple that I uh, a couple more that I have uh, scheduled in the next week or two, but I want to get back to recording one a week so that I can keep my sanity. Um, that's the problem is that when I when I do too much, it's just like and I and if I miss one thing, like when my uncle passed away, I didn't post for. I, I meant to only take the month off and I ended up taking almost all November off and almost all of December off. Uh, and like I'm playing because I want to meet my numbers yep. as far as episode numbers are con- are concerned. Like 
I'm posting like I posted two episodes today. I want to post and probably two episodes tomorrow. Uh, and I think that will catch me up to what I should be posting for tomorrow anyway. See, don't, so don't like I'll post that one up front ourselves and for absolutely yeah, it's <laughs> if I don't post an episode, and no nothing one cares. Happens. Yeah, no one fucking cares. Nope. Um, but but I, I care. That's like kind of my. Yeah, yeah, and like my twenty seven goal, my my twenty seventeen goal is to be more consistent. Like post on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, and do it by midnight. Like do not yeah. let it go, so I don't have to edit and post it like on my lunch break at work or whatever. Um, because then I'm not getting it up till about noon, and I know it doesn't really matter, but like I from you know my going on nine and a half years now, like it's always been posted at midnight, posted at midnight, posted yeah, at me midnight. And, and I, and I try it's it, now that I, you know, especially now that it's all do it yourself, it's all me. I have no one else on this ship, but me, it does not happen all the time. It usually get, it usually waits until Wednesday morning and then goes up Wednesday afternoon. Um, I'm a big Sunday nighter. <laughs> do it at all. Yeah. You know, so I was talking to Carly who runs the network. I'm on Corten Bart's network, which I love. Um, yeah. And so I have posted consistently. I, I missed a week. Uh, the first week of January, I didn't post an episode of 2016, and I've posted every week on Monday since then. I do some like random bonus episodes. So I was looking through my episodes for the year because I was doing like they're like doing like a best of kind of thing, and I was like, yeah. oh man, I've only put, I I I was like I didn't even put I code I was right talking to her. I'm like I didn't even put out 60 episodes this year, and she's like, Chris, there's only 52 weeks in the year. You shouldn't even come close to that. She's like, you missed one week. And with, so I ended up putting like 50 something out, maybe 55 this year. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. nothing. And she's like, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it is. Well, and, and, and we are technically like over our 52 mark already, I think, or at least what I have recorded and, and that should be going up. I know by the time we hit episode 52, 53, whatever you, you consider your year mark, um, we will uh, technically with the bonus episodes we've done because I've done a couple like point three or point five episodes. Oh, you get really into the numbers, uh, huh? Oh yeah, like there's like weeks that if I like there was a week that I posted like uh, three times. So like Wednesday was episode sixteen, Friday was episode sixteen point three, and then that Monday was episode sixteen. Oh yeah, 6. I don't. I, I used uh, to really care about that, but iTunes always fucks it up. So I just uh, stopped doing the numbers and did the names only. Oh uh, yeah, no, I still they uh, they've been pretty good with me thus far. Um, so I still do it. Uh, but I've also like so like now in August uh, every every year. This year was the first year we did it. We're gonna start doing a, a Robin Williams special. So that one's like a not numbered episode. Um, I wanted to do a Christmas special this year. Uh, I missed. I just didn't have time to sit down and record it. But that's gonna be a unnumbered episode. So and and now and I guess we're gonna segue into this now. Likely, I'll next year I'll start doing a Carrie Fisher special. Oh, uh, she died today. All right, we're gonna cut the show right there. Uh, Chris will be back with us next week for episode fifty-two. One more episode uh, after that until we get to our big one-year anniversary. 
anniversary show that we're recording live on January 29th, uh, 2017. We're going on at 3 p.m., but it's a whole event uh, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. We're going to have five awesome shows, a quest for magic and steel, um, 25 o'clock pod, party of one podcast, full belly laughs, and everything is awesome. It's going to be a fun, fun day. I can drop some news now that I've been talking about in the past. We got Spearman as a sponsor. You know this already. And they've hooked us up with some cash so that we can have an open bar starting at 3 p.m. Bottles and draft only. Uh, but it is a open bar that we're going to have on the 29th starting at 3 p.m. when we go live. We're also having all day for the, the, the event from 1 to 6, especially drink just for our event called the Awesome Bomb. It's going to be well, awesome, I guess. Uh, I'm really excited for how all this is coming together. And one last thing that I want to talk about uh, is another uh, new sponsor slash partner, we'll say, uh, getting involved with this show, this event. And that is the fine, fine folks over at Fuck Cancer. You guys know how much this organization means to me. They were the first thing I thought of when my uncle was diagnosed at this point um, about a year ago is when I found out, uh, when, when this is releasing, uh, it was probably maybe a day or two, uh, longer, but practically 365 days ago, uh, we found out that, that my uncle was diagnosed with cancer and, um, you know, the story, uh, you know, he, it was, it was a great, uh, recovery up until about uh, August or so, uh, when he was I actually the day before the Philadelphia podcast fest is when I found out that the cancer had come back last year. And, and, and obviously that you, you've heard me talk about it. We unfortunately lost him in November. So fuck cancer, um, was, became like a big part of my life is a big part of my life. Um, I support what they're doing, and we were able to chat with them, and they're on board. Uh, this event is now more than just um, celebrating this dopey show's dopey anniversary. It's 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 more than that now. This event, all five shows are coming together uh, to not only celebrate that, but to help raise money for fuck cancer. Uh, if you want more information about the organization, you can go to letsfcancer.com. That's letsfcancer.com. Uh, they are a tremendous organization. They use humor and wit to help educate people about health. They, um, th their goal is to help prevent cancer, help early detection, and help support, unite people and support those affected uh, by cancer, not just the people themselves, but their families. And I think that's super important. They have a lot of cool campaigns, Be Heard, Not Us, where they're looking for this generation to eliminate cancers caused by HPV for future generations. They're looking to eliminate those cancers. It's just amazing work that they're doing. I'm so happy that they're on board uh, for this first one, and we're hoping to help uh, create, you know, create more events in the Philadelphia area together, um, you know, at least on an annual basis. So it's super cool. So excited to have them on board. Uh, it's going to be a fun event to celebrate the anniversary of our podcast, but more importantly, to help raise money towards, uh, you know, fighting cancer with fuck cancer. Uh, that being said, uh, I also need to say 
Uh, so happy that we're now our second weekend, part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. Uh, you know, Chris with, uh, with his podcast, Let's Chat with Revel and Friends, he is uh, part of that network. He is part of the, the, the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network, and uh, he, he sold me. He said, you know, here's the information. They like your show. They're like, come on board. And, and I talked to him. I talked to Carly, who runs the network. And I'm so happy to be part of this, this podcast network family. So check out our show. Uh, we're always going to be on awesomepodcast.com, but you can always go to coretemparts.com to check our show out and other great shows. That's all I have for you this week. Remember, January 29th from 1 to 6, our show will be on at 3. We're going to have five great podcasts from 1 to 6 doing their thing live. We're going to be there to celebrate our podcast birthday, celebrate, uh, not celebrate, but raise money for Fuck Cancer. It's going to be a good day. Core Temp Arts uh, and Chris is awesome. We'll be back next week with part two of my conversation with Chris right here on awesomepodcast.com and coretemparts.com. Everything is Awesome is part of Core Temp Arts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin' Friends, and Podstalgic at coretemparts.com.